In the case of food tracking, if you keep doing it and doing it and practicing it and treating it like it's practice, it's just going to become a part of your routine. And none of that sounds really sexy or cool or innovative or exciting in any way. But a lot of times it's the mundane stuff and the repetitiveness that will ultimately get us to think about it like actually not even think about it. It just become an autopilot thing. That's something that I've really learned just in the way I look at my own nutrition. It's so much easier for me now to really navigate maybe 80% of my food tracking or tracking my food better than I would have in the past when my life was a little bit simpler, less crazy. I had fewer things going on. My day was more structured for whatever reason. Let's link up with Krista on the fix. She's a wellness coach with a focus on mental well-being and physical strength. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 39 of the Fix Podcast. As always, I am your host, Krista Huber, and today I don't have an introduction for a guest because I am flying solo. That's right, this is my first solo episode. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little nervous as I'm recording this, and if you guys have been following me for a little bit, if you follow me on Instagram and my social media, I jump on Instagram Live. I was doing my Wellness Wednesday videos for a little while, have kind of paused them as my schedule has gotten very hectic in the last couple of weeks, which I will share more about because I have some life updates for everybody. They're all very exciting. Um, but for whatever reason, I've kind of struggled with biting the bullet and jumping into solo podcasting. It's funny when you get comfortable interviewing people, you just kind of get into a groove and I have definitely learned over the course of the last seven, eight months of recording these episodes that I like to talk and sometimes I just need to shut the hell up and let my interviewee take it away. And for whatever reason, even though I love to talk, I've been nervous to record on my own. So we're going to test it out. And I say all that to say I would love your feedback for these solo episodes. Not sure how frequently I'm going to do them. They'll definitely be peppered in throughout every few weeks, if not every week for maybe several weeks, depending on my schedule. Um, but overall, really excited to just kind of turn on the microphone and let it ride. I did prepare a few notes for today's conversation and came up with a topic for you guys that I tried to make timely. But other than that, I'm definitely looking for insight from you as a listener as to what you want to hear more about, whether it's fitness related, nutrition related, with guests too. If there's a specific person you follow their podcast or you watch what they're doing on social, you really like what they have to say, reach out to me. I want to hear their messages, find other people to collaborate with. That's a really cool part about this entire venture and as a point I'm going to discuss today about constantly bringing yourself to opportunities to learn. But for this very first conversation, I have been reflecting on some changes and some new opportunities that have come my way. And it's kind of got me thinking about everything that I've done in the last year. So I'm recording this the week of September 13th. And this episode, if you're listening to it right around the date that it drops, that will be on September 16th, 2021. And last week, I was looking at my calendar 
and I saw that I have officially passed the one-year mark as an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, if you will. While I have had lots of clients over the years, have worked for different studios, have been in corporate America, and unofficially started my business probably earlier than one year ago from September 9th of 2020, that's the date that I formulated my LLC, the Fitness Fix LLC. So in the spirit of that anniversary, I thought it would be a cool opportunity to record a podcast episode talking about the top lessons or takeaways that I've had from the past year and what I've learned in navigating the world of online nutrition coaching, starting a podcast, building a brand, all that goes into social media marketing and everything in between. And of course, you guys know me, I'm always looking for the nutrition lesson in everything we do on a daily basis. So in sharing these top lessons, I've tried to narrow it down to nine. I'm sure I could come up with way more, but I wanted to stay under 10 for sake of time. I am looking to just kind of give you some inspiration and hopefully help you think about your nutrition or any goal that you have in your life, any goal, whether it's professional, whether it's personal, just something that you want to change, a new habit that you want to form, how that shows up outside of what you're doing in terms of being in the gym, lifting weights, doing cardio, or whatever it is that you're putting on your plate, whatever you're doing to work to better yourself. So here are my lessons. They're not necessarily in any particular order of importance, just kind of how they popped into my head. But the first one is one that is very easy to tie back to coaching and I think a great place to start. And that's the fact that you will a thousand percent be more successful when you have a team behind you. So I did throw in the word solopreneur and it's something that's kind of become popular, I think, in the last few years, but probably a lot more so in the past year with the pandemic because a lot of coaches, but people in lots of different industries have gone online and maybe were used to operating within the confines of a team previously and are now kind of doing it alone. I don't actually believe there's any capacity that we do things alone. In my case, I have had so many amazing, incredible people to look to as mentors, both formal and informal, peers in the space, and then also people I've hired, business coaches that I've worked with, podcast coach to get this thing off the ground. I would not be where I am at this point without those individuals, and I think that's definitely a lesson I had to learn as I went because at first I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I'm doing all of this by myself, and that's really overwhelming and also created a lot of pressure for me. In the very beginning, there were certain nights where I was staying up way too late, not necessarily prioritizing my own health and wellness, and it definitely kind of caught up to me really quick. I'm proud of everything that I've been able to accomplish in a short time, but I've just seen that in having other people to bounce ideas off of, hold you accountable, that's a huge one, especially related to fitness and nutrition, has helped me be more effective in getting more things done as a one woman show, technically speaking. So I think that what we tend to forget when it comes to the nutrition piece of all this is we want to try to go it alone sometimes because we know like at the end of the day, a coach can't make the decisions for you, but we also need to recognize that as human beings, we like that accountability. We like feeling a part of a community that has similar goals, a similar vision, values, whatever it is, and why not lean into that? 
yes, I always understand when people are saying, I've tried a million diets, I've tried this, I've tried that. How do I know that this method is gonna work? It's really expensive, but it goes back to the classic argument, it's your health and it's an investment. So if you're seeing it as something that's expensive and you know it's going to cost you money, why not take it seriously and really level up your game by adding a coach into the mix? And instead of being in this constant pursuit of trying this thing, trying that thing, whatever program, and bouncing around, in the long run, you probably wasted some time, some money, other resources, instead of just going right to the individual, whether that's me, another coach, doesn't matter who, that can really actually help you make it happen. So I think in my case, just being able to kind of network through the power of social media, other people I've known, in the last even four months alone, I've been able to really capitalize on wearing a lot of different hats, but taking on many different projects because I have a really solid support system behind me, even if they're not necessarily all on my payroll. Just having my own personal coach, shout out to my friend Sonia. Um, I've talked about probably in other podcast episodes as well, having a business coach, having a life coach, even having a therapist, that's a part of your team. I have to, of course, shout out my podcast team, everybody from Chase Tuning who helped me get this thing off the ground, to Don Fusco who jumped in there and helped me with some editing for a little while, and now my guy Tony, who is running a lot of the behind the scene for this and I wouldn't be able to do it without his expertise and willingness to make last minute changes, work with me inside of a crazy schedule to get this going. It's just so much easier to put out the quality work that you know you want to produce and lead with when you have all of those people behind you and do it in, again, the most efficient way possible. So how does that relate to your nutrition? It relates to your nutrition and the fact that it's going to get you to where you want to go more quickly. And I think at the end of the day, that's what we're all looking for. And if you're not, you're just not being honest with yourself because who doesn't want to be able to lose the weight, lose the body fat, transform their body as quickly as possible. I always ask clients, potential clients, if they could snap their fingers tomorrow and have exactly what they want in terms of their health and wellness, what would that look like? And yeah, wouldn't it be nice? But of course we know we have to put in the work. So that's number one. Number two is kind of similar. And that's the fact that if you do have a team, you need to take care of them because a great team is only great as long as you can keep them a part of the mission, a part of the vision. And I've definitely had some people that I started working with, didn't last for personal reasons, different visions, whatever it was, but something for me that's really driven every decision that I've made in the past year and a half, almost two years now, and even starting this venture has been because I haven't always felt taken care of as a teammate and I'll be totally honest about that um, it's something that I think you probably have to go through in order to have a better appreciation for but it's important to take the time to acknowledge people and tell them that you're grateful for the work that they do so even just the shout outs throughout this episode that's something that I want to make it a mission and continue to work on on a daily basis because I couldn't do half the things I do without even my broader support system, my family, my parents, my mom, give her and her a shout out. She's been super helpful with taking care of Bean, my puppy, um, because that's a job in and of itself. Just helping with little things around the house. It really goes a long way when you're trying to launch different things, stay focused and continue to show up as the best version of yourself, it really ties back to that first point of not being able to do it alone. And I think we all can do a better job of 
acknowledging the people around us, whether it's a family member, significant other, teammate, or whatever it is, just as a little, you know, challenge for the day. After you listen to this episode, go out and tell somebody, whether you send them a text or somebody that you see in your life regularly, tell them something that you really appreciate because when you can express that gratitude, makes everyone feel great including you the person who is expressing that and acknowledging it for somebody else number three taking it a little different direction but this one is about pressure and this is the idea that sometimes having your back against the wall is the best kind of pressure and what I mean by that is getting to that place of feeling like you just really don't have another option and knowing that this is the time to go for something. And this has shown up in my life because as I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, I always kind of had different side jobs. So even when I was first in corporate America, for those of you who don't know my background, I majored in journalism. Um, I went on to work in finance for a couple of years, which is how I wound up in Charlotte, North Carolina. But I had a side hustle or a side gig, if you will, teaching group fitness classes. And during that time, I was approached with the opportunity to dive headfirst into fitness as a full-time career. And it took me a long time, like 10, maybe almost 12 months before I felt comfortable to be like, I'm just going to go for it. And I think that in the last year, I found myself in situations because of the nature of our industry changing in the fitness world, um, intentions to partner up with different people, have different roles, not working out. I got to a point where I was just like, well, I don't have another option. And if I'm ever going to go for it, this is the time to really do it and just dedicate 150% of my effort and attention to what I know I really love and know I really get so much fulfillment and enjoyment of doing. So this advice or piece of wisdom is for somebody who Maybe you have a side hustle. I heard this on another podcast and I really, really like this point and it's something I actively want to work on too. Stop calling it a side hustle. If you're really passionate about it, start to act like and tell yourself the story that this is your thing. It's what you're going to pursue, even if it's not right now. Maybe you're not that type of person and maybe you're the person who needs to have all the T's crossed and all the I's dotted. I've definitely thought I've been that person and just life happens. You can't make all the plans and you just get thrown into situations where you're going to test yourself and see if you can go for it. But if something comes your way and it feels right, like the right opportunity, I know I'm kind of weaving in six pieces of advice in this one point, go for it, see what happens. But don't be afraid of the pressure. I was even joking last night with my podcast editor, Tony, that sometimes I record better podcasts, at least for the introductions when I'm including a guest. I actually record those in the post-production phase. Sometimes if I have too much lead time, like a week or two, I'll sit there and re-record it and re-record it. So I'm recording this for you guys. Today is Wednesday the 15th, and we're going to drop this episode tomorrow morning. And I'm hoping that it'll be a good episode because I'm not overthinking it. I'm just going for it and doing it and saying what's on my mind. Yes, I've got my notes to refer to, but I think sometimes we can get in our own way with trying to be perfect. And that has the, the best tie into the whole nutrition piece because of one of my favorite things I like to point out to people 
we get stuck in that all or nothing mindset. We convince ourselves there's got to be a perfect time to pursue fat loss, a perfect time to change our habits, start a new diet or whatever it is that we want to accomplish. And there's really never going to be a perfect time. Instead, I like to frame it as the fact that if you actually start when your life feels really chaotic, if you can handle it in that situation, think about how much easier it's going to be when things do calm down if that does happen for you. So that's number three. Number four, you need to talk to yourself the same way you encourage other people. I am the queen of being extremely hard on myself, yet I have clients who tell me that I'm one of their biggest cheerleaders, fans, supporters. But sometimes the things I find myself telling Krista in her own head aren't the very, the, the nicest phrases or my expectations are super high and I don't always give myself the permission, which has been a phrase that's come up for me a lot over this past year, to just be sit with whatever emotion I'm having, whether it's good or bad, but also tell myself like, hey, you got this. Not as an excuse, not as a way to kind of kick the can down the road and say it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay. But just for the sense of realizing that it's a lot of work to go out there and do your own thing and you don't have any of the answers and I know that's not anything new, lots of people say that, but I think we need to constantly remind ourselves that if we were to ever talk to someone else the way we talk to ourselves and criticize ourselves, we, we probably wouldn't have a lot of friends or that relationship wouldn't be the, relation, the great relationship that it is. So I think that's worth hammering home that you need to continually lift yourself up, especially if in some situations you might not have that support of somebody else to lift you up. Like they might believe in you, but they're also a realist and they're like, hey, this is a risky thing that you're trying to do. Or in the context of your nutrition and fitness, it can sometimes be you choosing to have that discipline and execute on your plan of, you know what, I need to pass up this meal or this drink or whatever it is. And we usually have that one friend who's like, oh, come on, you can loosen up a little bit. Those are the times when you have to remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing and keep going for it because you will thank that you in the future and be so proud that you made those decisions, but that needs to be a part of your narrative on a daily basis. So that's number four. Next, number five, patience is everything. This comes along with being hard on yourself and it comes along with what I said earlier and us wanting that instant gratification of trying to get results really quickly your patience or lack thereof gets in the way of you actually seeing progress more specifically because you're not seeing the progress in the sense that the progress is there and you're making it but you're just not acknowledging it so what do i mean by that nutrition example is the idea of maintaining your weight i'll work with clients they start weighing themselves regularly taking progress photos getting all the biofeedback and there comes a point where their weight on the scale is generally the same and for whatever reason, we've all decided that that's not quote unquote good enough or a good thing. I would actually argue that it's a great thing because sometimes it's harder to maintain your weight than it is to lose it. If you think about the other factors that are at play, let's say you're a mom or a dad, you're managing your children's busy schedule or you go on vacation, something about your routine changes, you've got a really intense job, a lot of pressure at work, you have a bunch of weddings coming up and you know, you're know you not necessarily preparing all your meals at home, so things are gonna look a little different. 
if you can maintain your weight in those circumstances, that's something that's worth celebrating and that is a form of progress. And we have to stop thinking that the only way we're seeing progress is because the scale went down or our pictures look different. Sometimes the real progress comes in sticking to a habit and creating that consistency. And creating consistency leads into number six, which is such a big point that I could preach until I'm blueing the face, and that is being consistent. When it comes to the context of business and entrepreneurship, I think what I've learned with consistency is first, let's take podcasting. Best advice I've gotten about podcasting is once you get started, keep going and keep showing up. Same goes for things like YouTube, Instagram. It's a long game. Sure, could you blow up on social media quickly? Maybe in the context of Instagram, a few years ago, it was probably a lot easier. Or look at TikTok, newer platform. People are really picking up steam with it. They're blowing up overnight over a couple videos. Other social media platforms that are flooded with people, it's not the same. And it's going to take time. But if you can be consistent in having pride behind your work, creating quality around what you do, and just showing up no matter what, but hammering your messages home, it's going to help you in the long run. People will scroll through your Instagram page or whatever it is and be like, wow, this person really puts a lot of time and effort into the message that they're producing. And in doing that and being consistent and quote unquote getting your reps in, you will get better at whatever that thing is. It will be easier for you to execute it on more quickly. And that's such a parallel for nutrition because when it comes to things like food tracking, it can be really overwhelming in the beginning. Somebody's trying to learn about macros, understand what they are, if that's a tool that they choose to use, which most of my clients do track their food. And your head is kind of spinning like, oh, like I'm trying to figure out what's a protein, carb, and fat, but then also weighing my food and figuring out the amounts and all these other things and how to prepare recipes and fit in all the foods that I like. It can be a lot. But the more you do it, the better you are going to get at it. And that also ties really nicely into the next point that I wanted to highlight, which is practice makes perfect. So success doesn't happen overnight. We know it's a gradual process. I kind of got into that when I touched on the different social media platforms just in terms of being able to grow. But you have a more likelihood of growing when you keep practicing and you start to better refine your messaging in the case of this business example or in the case of food tracking, if you keep doing it and doing it and practicing it and treating it like it's practice, it's just going to become a part of your routine. And none of that sounds really sexy or cool or innovative or exciting in any way. But a lot of times it's the mundane stuff and the repetitiveness that will ultimately get us to think about it like actually not even think about it. It just become an autopilot thing. That's something that I've really learned just in the way I look at my own nutrition. It's so much easier for me now to really navigate maybe 80% of my food tracking or tracking my food better than I would have in the past when my life was a little bit simpler, less crazy. I had fewer things going on. My day was more structured for whatever reason. And with podcasting, for sure, this is something I've had a lot of time to reflect on because if I were to go back now and listen to episode 
one, two, or even probably number six, I sometimes kind of cringe. I'm like, oh, why did I say that? Or even looking at the editing process. At that time, I wanted to chop lengths and several minutes of content, whereas now I'll record an episode with a guest and fired away to my editing team and it turns out great in a much quicker time but the only way i've gotten to that point and even the only way i have the confidence to sit here right now and record this and just kind of talk about what's coming up for me is by doing it again and again and again so i would encourage anybody if you are that person who's had those stops and starts keep practicing and really figure out what's causing you to struggle with the stop and start piece, meaning what's actually causing you to stop. If it's a situation of, oh, I get really busy and my life takes over, maybe we need to redefine your approach or look at it a little bit differently. Say in the sense of food tracking really overwhelms you, why don't we start with tracking once a week and then we'll move to twice a week or maybe we only track one meal every single day and get really good at tracking that one thing and then we can layer on additional action steps that will ultimately help you make that progress and get you to where you want to go. So I've got two more. I think we're on number seven if I'm tracking correctly. Um, and this one is all about setting up systems. So when it comes to my podcast process, even my coaching process with acquiring new clients, I would be remiss if I did not shout out the team at NCI Nutritional Coaching Institute. I've worked with Jason Phillips and the rest of the amazing individuals over there who have really helped me with this one for sure. You do not realize how much time you waste until you are a one-person show and you start to do the same things over and over again and even something as little as like copy and pasting messages and reformatting them to fit that specific person in that specific conversation you can waste a lot of time doing that. So setting up a system just makes a better experience for not only the potential customer, but also for you in terms of you managing your time, feeling like you can get more things done and accomplish more. And of course, when it comes to our wellness, that's really how I kind of look at food tracking in my world and looking at the program that I offer through the Fitness Fix. I really truly see macronutrients as a tool inside of a larger toolbox with lots of other things we need to focus on, such as optimizing our sleep, assessing our workouts. Are we doing the right type of workouts at the right frequency? What does our digestion look like? None of this happens in a silo and it all fits together, but giving you a framework or a system like food tracking, like macronutrients, helps you just kind of categorize things a little bit better. And again, going back to what I said previously about breaking down your goals into bite-sized action steps, that's all a part of it too. And maybe that just gives you the framework to be able to do that and start to learn and understand how you can then apply this to your own life, your specific set of circumstances. And ultimately, what I like to share often with my fixed clients is instead of trying to follow a diet where you completely change the lifestyle, why don't we adopt certain components of that structure, that framework that actually fit your life? So what's really realistic for you to do right now today? And then again, let's get really good at that. Let's make that your non-negotiable, your foundation and continue to grow and build from there. And last but not least, the final big lesson that I've learned and will continue to make a priority is to never stop learning. 
for me, I really, I had a conversation with a potential new FIX member yesterday that kind of made me realize this because I worked with her in previous roles I've had as a fitness coach. And I said to her, I was like, I definitely know a lot more than I did maybe a year and a half, almost two years ago when we first worked together. And I feel really proud of everything that I've been able to learn. A lot of that has definitely come through not only being a podcaster, but just listening to tons of podcasts. I feel like I constantly have one playing more so than I even listen to music these days. And it's always giving me new ideas as a practitioner, the way I coach, sharing inspiration to my followers, to my clients, to you, the listeners of this podcast, but also just being on top of learning how to be really good at your craft and knowing that you're not going to have all the answers all the time and you need to just be a sponge. And if you don't have the answer as a coach, recognizing that it's okay to say, I'm not sure, but I'm going to find out. That's one or two. It depends. And it's not always that cut and dry. And the only way you can feel confident in saying something like that is by always making it a point to continue to learn. And for me, just in really improving my scope of practice as a nutrition coach, but also doubling down on my focus with specific clients. When I first got started, I was like, well, I want to work with people who are looking to lose weight. That's so broad. That's great. You want to help a lot of different people. But my own experience as somebody who started as a client in group fitness and then ultimately came up that way and then transitioned to the other side of the room with the microphone on as a coach, I can really relate to somebody who's been putting in the time and effort in that environment but isn't necessarily seeing the results. And the more I talk to people and really understand their pain points, I've better been able to tailor what I want to learn about more to those potential challenges that they face. And a lot of the time, it's the classic case of working out a ton, maybe too much, depending on the type of workout and its intensity, and not necessarily having something to show for it because you feel like you're stuck. You feel like you're either gaining weight or always staying the same. And I think that's a really good way to look at coaching. It's just a way to learn. So to tie it all the way back to that very first point about the importance of having a team, the importance of having a coach and looking at it as an investment, I think it's worth noting that it's great to see the opportunity of working with a coach as a way to learn beyond, of course, your goal of having a specific outcome that you want to achieve, wanting to lose the body fat, wanting to get healthier, wanting to have more energy, wanting to heal your gut, whatever it is you'll have more of an appreciation for and hopefully be a little more patient throughout the process if you understand that you're there to learn and then test and execute. And again, figure out how you can make some of these suggestions and tools and hacks and tricks and whatever you wanna call them actually fit into your lifestyle. So that's my message for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Again looking for feedback for these. I want to tailor these conversations specifically to what's challenging to you and what you want to know more about. And I'm excited to make this a part of the Fix podcast, a part of the brand, and hopefully you are too. As always, would love for you guys to share this message if any of it resonated with you. 
Since I did talk a lot about coaching, it's the perfect plug to share that if you are interested in working with me, I am currently accepting new clients. You can either jump onto my website, www.thefitnessfix.com, or shoot me a message over on Instagram. Fastest way to reach me is there. My handle is at the Krista Huber, which I will link down in the show notes like we always do. Shoot me a DM and we'll talk more. We'll talk about your specific situation and how I might be able to help you and hopefully have some awesome changes happen in your life. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day.